Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thank you so much for joining me on this chapter day journey where we begin today the book of Habakkuk. Because why not? Having just finished the book of Revelations, where are you going to logically go? Of course, you're going to go to the ancient prophet Habakkuk. So, <laughs> so let's get going. It was verses three and four in the first chapter that resonated with me. Habakkuk writes, God, why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict that abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. Today's podcast is entitled Habakkuk's Cry. Now, I have known many followers of Jesus over the years who would be happy to confess to never willingly cracking open the Old Testament unless under the social pressure of being asked to do so during a Sunday morning worship service. Even if they had said they occasionally read from the Old Testament on their own, I'm sure that reading would be confined to the books of Psalms. Okay, maybe a few chapters of Genesis or the short stories that are easy to read like Ruth or Esther. But if I were to ask them, when was the last time you read the prophet Habakkuk? They'd probably just laugh at me. And I'd wager that hearing a pastor say, hey everyone, let's all open to the book of Habakkuk is maybe at best a once in a lifetime occurrence. We live in a world in which things trend on social media for minutes before being buried by another trend. Current events, likewise, dominate media and social media for a day or two tops before that same media and social media is on to the next hot topic in search of clicks and likes. So what could an ancient Hebrew prophet have to say in 600 BC that is in any way relevant to my world today? Well, let me walk through the verses that I just read at the top of this podcast. Why, God, do you make me look at injustice? Why, God, do you tolerate wrongdoing? Oh, you mean like mules leaving almost 50 dead illegal immigrants rotting in the back of a semi-tractor trailer? Or like drug cartels flooding the streets with opioids, killing people in record numbers, and never being held accountable? Hmm. Habakkuk goes on. Destruction and violence are before me. Oh, you mean like mass shooters opening fire in schools and churches and malls and ballparks. Like demonstrations that torch entire neighborhoods of minority-owned businesses and end with dead bodies lying in the street. Habakkuk goes on. There is strife and conflict abounds. Oh, you mean like individuals breaking off relationships with long-term friends and family members simply because they disagree on issues or political views? Like name-calling, insults, threats calling for death and murder and assassination of others on social media? Hmm. Like political division between factions who refuse to compromise? Habakkuk goes on. Therefore, the law is paralyzed. Oh, like 400 law enforcement personnel who stood outside a classroom as children were being shot. 
Or like the headline I just read in the Wall Street Journal this morning, quote, who would want to be a police officer in Seattle, end quote. Habakkuk goes on, and justice never prevails. Oh, like the fact that not one of Jeffrey Epstein's high-profile customers has been named, let alone being indicted, for raping underage girls. Like political corruption on both sides of the aisle that get ignored and swept under the rug for the greater good of keeping a political party of choice in power. The prophet Habakkuk lived in a period like ours, of political corruption and crime, violence, war, social upheaval, under a corrupt king and a nefarious ruling class. He pens a poetic dialogue with the Almighty. And he opens in this first chapter with a line that aptly described the questions of my own soul as I daily read the headlines. How long, Lord, must I call for help? But you don't listen. Or I cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. That feels pretty relevant to me in the quiet as I read the chapter this morning. Habakkuk is giving voice to questions and sentiments that are echoed throughout history. And let me tell you, they will always resonate in a fallen world that is the domain of the one Jesus called the prince of this world, the enemy, Satan, and a world in which evil is present and worldly kingdoms and institutions hold sway. It's really easy to feel, isn't it? Sometimes it, that, that God is both silent and absent. Habakkuk's short poetic dialogue with God, it has a simple outline. And it begins, we see it right here in the first chapter. He asks question one, why are you silent and will not act against justice? And then God answers, and let me paraphrase. He basically says, just wait, because I'm going to raise up the Babylonians to bring about the justice that, by the way, I've been announcing through you and the other prophets, like your peer Jeremiah for some time now, I've been patiently listening for people to listen and repent. And that's not happening. So get ready. Habakkuk's next question is, are you serious? Why would you use the evil Babylonians? Well, tomorrow's chapter is God's answer to that second question. But in the quiet this morning, I found myself identifying with Habakkuk's questions. In fact, in the middle of writing my post this morning, I went downstairs to have breakfast with Wendy. Habakkuk's words kept resonating in my head and my heart as I read. God's response also echoed. See, within the great story, faith is defined as, quote, the assurance of what we hope for, like justice, and the evidence of that which we can't see, like the fact that God is working. He is listening. And it includes the reality that God sometimes appears to be silent, and it seems like God is not doing anything, but I have to own that I have limited, finite human senses and knowledge. So my heart cries out like Habakkuk. Now, having just finished the book of Revelations, I know that God has promised 
to one day bring divine justice on earth, as well as to deal with evil and the fruits of evil once and for all. And until then, my prayerful cries, how long, O Lord? Revelation says that they rise like incense in heaven's throne room, along with your cries and Habakkuk's cries and everyone else's cries. So when will God make good on his promised judgment? You know what? I, I don't know. But I have faith that he will, just as he said. And until then, I'll keep crying out, along with my very relevant brother Habakkuk. I hope you have a great day, my friend. Come back for more of Habakkuk tomorrow.